Hello, welcome in. I am here with Coach El Nino, Coach Ted Lasso of the Frankfurt. Um, man, I always forget your uh, team nickname. Remind me again. <laughs> the good old Fighting Owls. Fighting Owls. I, I know I, I want to say Fighting Illini. I'm like, he's not the Fighting Illini. I know that. But I thought fighting might be in there. Uh, so, yeah, we're here. How you feeling, Coach? You ready for the PNTT? Oh, I, this is my favorite time of year. We just had signing day, and now we get to kick off the PNTT where we, you know, pit some of the, the nation's best against each other. So I am, uh, I'm revved up to talk about uh, some group matchups here. Yeah, cool. Well, we're going to start with the forward group. And in the forward group, we got Dearborn, Scottsdale, Aurora, and Galveston. So um, we'll start off with Dearborn. Dearborn brought in the night. 89-97 class replacing the 144-179 class. They bring back all five of their starters um, and add some pretty solid players in there. I really like – I mean, Ryan Oliveira looks like a stud. Um, I mean, he might, their, their class seems vastly overrated just, just um, on the basis of he's in it. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, whenever you can bring in a class that has three kind of taller guys, especially in a league like this one, I mean, that's huge. It just gives you so much flexibility to to play around with your lineup. And, I mean, to bring back a lineup that, you know, was already a pretty competitive and successful top 25 team, bring back the entire starting lineup and get some depth to play around with, uh, I think – there's going to be some pretty big expectations for this team, obviously led by point guard Jacob Bitter, mm-hmm. uh, and sh- who was uh, first team all conference in conference 15 last year, as well as shooting guard Mr. Taylor Brailsford. Yeah, for sure. And you know you got you got Gilliam there at small forward and Carr playing um, the power forward. Feel like Carr finally can move down to a more natural position in small forward unless they want to keep Gilliam, although he's probably a little short for a small forward spot. Um, They got a good team. Um, I feel like Oliveira slides in there very nicely at the power forward spot or the center spot if they, if, uh, if he fits better, but um, I'm excited to see what, I I think this team's going to be really good. Yeah, for sure, and especially love to see, you know, that NTT birth last year after a little bit of a drought, obviously, in the, the ultra-competitive Conference 15. So you uh, you got to be competitive in every class or else you'll it's straight back to the uh, PTT, as I'm sure you're well aware of. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Cool. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, overall, they don't have a crazy schedule. They do play Salt Lake City. That's going to be a tough game, but... Other than that, they got Shawnee and Reno in the um, out-of-conference games. None of them are – I mean, none of them are um, un- unbeatable. Uh, so, I really like their chances. Uh, let's look at the next team, Scottsdale, the Sentinels. Um, Coach, no thought to it. Brings in the 84-82 class, replacing the 15-24 class. And when you lose guys like Alexis Early and Ethan Gates, that's, that's going to be tough, you know. It's tough to replace those guys. Uh, they didn't bring in height. Um, which means they're going to be pretty short overall. Uh, uh, Philip uh, Lanterman scored scored pretty efficiently, 21 points per game, uh, but he's only 6'4". Um, I think this team's pretty good. I think um, I think they'll compete, but they're going to have a tough time competing with the big boys uh, with 
the, that lack of hype. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, whenever you lose a staple big and, and aren't able to replace it, that definitely um, puts you behind where you want to be. I do think it's not going to hurt them as much in this particular group that they're in, mm-hmm. um, just because I don't see a whole lot of real dominant big guys that are going to be able to take advantage of them down low. So um, definitely some shuffling that's going to happen in the lineup, and, and you hope that John Bennett doesn't get into foul trouble. I think that's where they could really um, struggle with the lack of depth at height positions. Yeah. But, no, I like, I like the addition of Lanterman. Uh, bringing in Sebastian Creamer, uh, who looks like a really good point guard, might end up being the back guard, backup point guard. Um, but it's it's really a question of where where does the scoring come from? When you lose a guy who's scoring almost 27 points a game, you're definitely going to want some guys stepping up. And I know they're hoping to handle most of that load, but some of these other guys are going to have to step up and contribute as well. Yeah, and Melvin Young's gonna get probably get the opportunity to go back to power forward. He started there his freshman year, um, and he seems like he's a better fit at small forward. But he can definitely play power forward, and um, yeah, it's always nice to have a guy down there that can score, pass a little bit, rebound pretty decently. Um, I'm excited to see how he fits and how this team fits together. I think they'll be a solid team. Um, their out of conference schedule. Looks like uh, yeah. So they're out of conference schedule. They have Miami, Mobile, and Boise. So um, some solid teams there, you know. Uh, um, but uh, so they, they they should fight for for the championship. It, it'll probably. I mean, there's a good chance it comes down to that Dearborn um, Scottsdale matchup. But let's go on to the other two teams. Um, so the third seed is Galveston, the Italian Mafia, coached by Coach St- Statwolf98. They bring in the 171-163 class, replacing this 37-78 class. Um, yeah, and they lose guys like Jair Stamper, Cole Mitchell, um, two of their top three leading scorers. They were a balanced team scoring overall, but at least they lost those two guys. And they bring in an interesting class. I think uh, Joel Mears uh, could be a pretty solid player. He's He's a decent shooter. Um, Matthew Schultz, he was a decent shooter as well. I'm, I'm interested to see how Skylar Barlow plays when he's not playing center at 6'4". Um, he should be an interesting player too. Uh, yeah, any thoughts on this team? Yeah, I mean, this is a team that last year was starting 6'7 and 6'8 at the the big man spots and you know they were a little bit long at small four at six seven and shooting guard at six six but losing cole mitchell their starting power forward last year as well as just three starters in general and then bringing in no height i think that's where this team's really gonna struggle they were struggling enough um getting out rebounded by 3.3 rebounds a game last year and and i think that deficit might even increase in this year so um We'll see if they're going to have the athletes to be able to just run and gun and and hope to not um, hope to be able to disguise that kind of weakness in their game. But Charles Edmonds is going to have yeah. to have a and very it's a tough big schedule year. All He's going to have to average more than uh, six point nine rebounds a game. Start with Scott Dearborn. Able to compete. Then you play uh, Denver. Pittsburgh's one of the best teams in the country. Uh, then you got Bloomington, and then finish off with Aurora. So we'll see how they do with that. Um, 
But yeah, they're going to have to have some guys take a step forward. They're losing a lot of scoring and a lot of unknowns coming in. So I wonder if uh, I wonder if Blake uh, King can take a more um, prominent role. Um, yeah, more prominent role, or you know, Chase Charles Evans is going to have to um, really step up and become their go-to guy. Yeah, and I'm interested to see that specifically that Pittsburgh matchup. Pittsburgh has some big bodies on that team with the likes of Damon Tillman, Ethan Wanger, and Andrew Payne returning yeah. all yeah, six sure. ten or above. Um, I'm really interested to see how yeah, that Yeah, and actually Pittsburgh's not technically in the PNTT, but they're helping us out so that we can protect a rivalry. Um I <laughs> I dropped the ball and didn't schedule Galveston initially. I I didn't I didn't put him on the schedule. So, um, but Hershey offered to to uh, sub out for this year, and uh, I wanted to keep their rivalry with their son, which is in Salt Lake City. So they're playing Pittsburgh instead of Salt Lake City. And Salt Lake City's playing the Hershey team. So uh, just a little interesting backstory that you guys are probably none of you guys are very interested. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, let's look at Aurora. They they bring in a nice class, the 2065 class, replacing the 169-196 class. Um, they bring in some they bring in David Riggy. He looks like he looks like a stud. Um I like Luke Hayward. He he seems like um he could potentially play a little shooting guard. Kevin and then Kevin Corbo, um who is a yeah, six point two assists from the uh from the small forward spots, always nice. They bring back all their players, uh, so they're going to have some things to figure out. I would assume Riggy's going to be in the lineup for sure. Um, maybe taking the pl- place of uh, Shirtluff, um, but, you know, yeah, that's pretty open. Um, yeah, any thoughts? Yeah, I know uh, Riggy was a pretty highly sought-after guy for them. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was a, uh, at least one other conference mate of theirs that was on that tie. So I know they have to be glad that he's going to be suiting up for them. And, you know, even extending beyond the PNTT, I think they're going to – they're really going to look for him to add some value in conference play. But, the com- you know, the combination between yeah. him and Luke Hayward, they definitely have some options – uh, going forward as they didn't graduate any of their starters. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, it, it's hard to bring in talent of that size and, and not include at least one of them uh, in this starting lineup. So I'm interested to see. Yeah. I mean, it could be, yeah. it could be a shirt lift. It could also be Austin Vans at their uh, starting power forward last year coming out. Um, you know, he, he was a little bit of a glue guy, but this is a team that overall, at least in the starting lineup, moves the ball pretty well so i think they could afford yeah, to yeah, we'll bring see. him out and um, and have probably yeah, a more it's never talented a it's, it's always a good problem to have when, you have when you can add a little height like that and you know they're going to need a backup center now um with uh grimes gone so uh yeah they, they're so aurora you know they get santa fe shawnee clemson i mean yeah i think i mean I think I think they could surprise some people in this group. Um, it's always nice to get Dearborn in the first game, you know, before hopefully Dearborn figures it out. But Dearborn also isn't—they're not—they're 
they already kind of got their lineup set. You know, they they know it works from last year. They made the NTT. They won Conference 15 last year. And, uh, yeah, that 77 ranking that you see, I mean, don't be fooled by that. Yeah, and I think it's it's big. I mean, like you mentioned, not only the the Dearborn game first, but then having Scottsdale. I think, you know, this week is going to be very telling for them of what kind of success Aurora is going to be able to have uh, in the PNTT. Mm-hmm. And, and if they're able to get through this week and, you know, that Santa Fe game as well, I think they've got an easier back end. And so it's it's really just yeah, going to be sure. the, the dogfight um, up front that's going to cool. uh, be very telling. So, yeah, who's your pick to win this group? I think I'm I'm going with Dearborn. I like that. I mean, they bring back kind of all of their scoring and are able to add some kind of heightened depth. So I I think they're in a the best position uh, to win. I think they have probably the least question marks out of most of these teams. So I'm I'm gonna go with them. But I do um, I do like Scottsdale to be very yeah, competitive um, as well. And, and I'm actually I think gonna. gonna be- Pretty close, probably. I'm actually going to take Dearborn. I'm actually going to pick them to. Um, yeah, I'm going to actually pick them to get a buy. I think they're going to be really good this year. Um, they already had a good team last year, and I think they only got better. So um, I'm really excited about this Dearborn team and how good they could be this year. So I'm picking them not only to win this group, but um, I think they'll go six and zero. So um, cool. Uh, any players to watch in this group? Yeah, I mean, it, it probably makes sense to start with our picks of Dearborn. I mean, that the backcourt tandem of uh, Jacob Bitter and Tyle Brailsford both coming back and averaging over 20, uh, 22 and 23 points a game last year. So you're, I'm definitely expecting some big things from them. But then also, uh, I like the freshman combo of Luke yes. Hayward and David Riggie. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, from at Aurora, David I think they're definitely going to have a I'm big looking, impact in this tournament. I'm, I'm looking at... Uh, you know, I, I really like uh, I really like um, Carr from uh, Dearborn and uh, Grant Carr. And he played small. He played power forward last year. I think if he can move to um, sm- small forward, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna see a big bump in some of his numbers. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, obviously, Bitter is probably the best player in this uh, group, though. So. Um, cool. Well, that wraps it up for this group. We will be back very soon with the uh, Benner group.